Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and you're listening to Flip This with Steve Londo, the real estate investing podcast that focuses on finding and negotiating with motivated sellers and flipping houses without using banks or private lenders. You must be prepared to ignite.
I'm just gonna back this up. Me and Jeremy are having a conversation, so if y'all don't mind, I'm gonna just put another song on, and yeah, that's what Two we're gonna songs. do. Four songs in a row, Two commercial free. free. You're welcome. <laughs> Two for Tuesday, but it's Wednesday. What's up, people? Welcome. Flip this podcast as always. I'm your host Steve Londo, joined by the man Jeremy Burgess. What's up? We are hanging out in Royal Oak, beautiful Royal Oak, Michigan, at Keller Williams at the Delia Group. It is a beautiful day, isn't it? Gorgeous day. It's you like never 16. know is February. It's crazy. I don't want to jinx it, man, because we're gonna get we're gonna get slammed. We're gonna get dumped with like a foot of snow before the end of this. I know it. As All soon I as I say. Oh man, we've hardly had any snow. I haven't had to have my driveway plowed hardly at all. Are you doing your part? You know a great way to use that uh, used motor oil is just set it on fire in your yard. Yeah, yeah. Global warming. You there know, you go. Mission's going to be a paradise. <laughs> the rest of you guys are fucked, but <laughs> yeah, we'll be fine. Uh, so thanks for taking some time out, people. I know you all are very busy. Appreciate you tuning in and listening to uh, my little podcast here. Um, I am, if you're first tuning in, um, again, my name's Steve Londo. I'm a full-time wholesaler flipping houses in Detroit and the suburbs of Detroit. If you're not sure what wholesaling is, it's where you go out and find a motivated seller, someone who needs to sell their house fast, and you put an offer in and sign a contract with that seller to buy it at a certain price, say 30 grand. And then you go out and market your deal, find a, a buyer to buy that property, say they can pay 40. And uh, you assign the contract to the buyer and you get to make what's in between. So it's a great uh, niche. I love wholesaling. Um, it's a hustle. It's a grind for sure. It's hard work. It's simple. It ain't easy. But uh, it's how I make my living full time. And I'm sharing some of these tips and some of these deals with you guys, which leads us to the next phase. Oh, I love it. Love it. Love it. Deals. Deals. So today we Sell have me some deals, Steve. lots of deals. We got lots of deals, Ooh. but I'm only going to show you. Wait, is that actually say two. Oak Park? It says Oak Park. Holy it does. Shit. Yeah. Ooh. I actually mentioned this on the podcast last time, but we had a little hiccup. We didn't actually have our contract signed. That podcast didn't get released until today, though, so that's all good. But uh, we have it signed, sealed, and delivered now. Uh, it's actually going out to my email list today. So you guys may not even have access to this deal anymore if you don't respond, if you didn't listen to last week's podcast and reply. I may have a buyer for that, by the way. Nice. This is a uh, duplex. It's brick. It's in Oak Park, as we said. It's uh, 14251 West Nine Mile in Oak Park. The address, again, is 14251 West Nine Mile. It's a brick duplex. Uh, it's two bedrooms, one bath on each side. There's a full basement. There's lots of updates. The owners really, really maintained it well. It's registered as a rental with Oak Park. Gets inspected. I think it's biannually in Oak Park. Um, I have conflicting info on the rent. Last week I said it was eight hundred, and then in my notes today it says seven hundred. So I'll follow up with that. It's uh, I'm going to say it's seven hundred for now, uh, which is fourteen hundred. It's seven hundred per side by the way. So that would be 1400 month total. Um, they're under rented in my opinion. I think they should be rented for 850 or 900, probably closer to 900. Uh, these tenants have been in this property for 20 years each super long-term tenants. So there is probably an opportunity to raise the rent, um, or have these tenants move out and, and get new tenants in there that are paying full market rent. But as is, it's a good deal. 
Um, again, it's two bedroom, one bath, brick duplex in Oak Park. I need 130, 130K. So you can call Paul, who is my dispositions manager now. He's taken over that role full time. Uh, his phone number is 586 940 1833. And you can also email him at Paul at com. Again, that one is 14251 West Nine Mile Road in Oak Park. Oak Park's pretty hot, right? Yeah. What do you think they would appraise for? Or do you know? Um, probably probably 160 or more that's kind of what i'm thinking too. yeah is it financeable currently yeah yeah i think so would yeah. you take uh would you take a uh, a premium to close it on a conventional um if we can get some uh yeah with a non-refundable funding? emd the yeah. non-refundable EMD. okay all right you ain't cool. even gonna get that one folks sweet <laughs> we're gonna sell it as soon as we're done recording well, i gotta pitch it anyway i gotta pitch so, it but when yeah. you when you talk about last time i didn't pitch it because you didn't have it under contract yeah now you got it under contract so yep. i got two guys actually. nice one i think is more serious than the other nice we'll see. and actually your last guest well maybe not your last guest when this is airing but one of your last guests uh carson mcguire he i'm gonna send this to him i know he likes oak park i think he likes some he likes some cheaper he likes some dirty and likes to fix them like uh like some other people do sterling oh it's kind of hard to get a duplex have you looked there are not very many duplexes in oak park no most of them are up and down coolidge period yeah and this is a very very solid duplex this thing is uh really really good so while you won't see that 15 to 20 percent uh return on investment that a lot of people want and a lot of times i can give you on rental properties um this is a little lower probably more like 10 percent uh, but it's a true 10 or 11% return, like legit, not um, pushing at all. So this is a, a very, very good deal. This guy has owned it for 30 years, uh, more than 30 years, actually. He's owned it since like 77 or something like that. It's almost 40 years. Um, and he has more. So if you want another one, buy this one and you will get first uh, opportunity to buy the second one i think you meant by you you meant jeremy and that's his buyer, that's right. right that's right uh, sorry podcast i suppose sorry, if they have suckers. cash and they jump fast they might get an opportunity sounds like they're gonna have to jump real fast so they should probably go to 313cashdeals.com and not wait to listen to this on the podcast right that's right it'd be best if you were on that list and we uh we were out at the michigan real estate investors meetup emria uh wendy Patton's meeting a couple weeks ago here and at this point, it was a couple of weeks ago when you're listening is probably several weeks ago. But since that, we've probably added another 15 buyers to our buyers list. So um, the more people that get on the list, the better for me, but maybe not so good for you. So get in while it's still uh, an exclusive club, if you will, 313cashdeals.com. Sign up with your email. You'll get these email blasts. Uh, if you give us your cell phone number, we can send you text message blasts. Uh, tell us how you prefer to communicate as well. We can, uh, we're going to really start drilling down on that now that I've got someone full time to focus on selling these properties to you guys. So again, email Paul at Paul at Steve buys houses fast.com or give them a call at five, eight, six, nine, four, zero, 1833. The next property, uh, actually may not be available either by the time this airs. Cause I've already shown it twice and had an offer, but I countered and I didn't like their offer. So 650 Lennox 
in Pontiac. This is a three-bedroom, two-bath frame ranch. It's got a partially finished basement, a one-car detached garage, um, the furnace and the AC and the roof are is only two years old. The roof, the windows are good. It's going to need updates in the kitchen. Uh, it's going to need paint, some flooring, uh, redo the hardwood floors, some carpet in the bedrooms, maybe. Um, certainly paint, clean up. It is a, a nice, nice little area. It's between Walton and Joslin, um, or it's off of Walton and Joslin, I should say, not between. A nice, nice little quiet neighborhood. I was over there. I drove through. Um, it's it's a nice place. This should rent all day for eight fifty, um, even maybe nine or nine fifty because it's three two. It's got a basement and a garage. You, you could probably even push a grand on that. Um, it's just a little small, so I think uh, eight fifty to nine hundred is a is a super safe um, estimation of what you'll be able to to get in rent on this property. Again, it's six. Five zero Lennox. It's L E N O X. And that's in Pontiac. I need 40 K 40 K. That is a great return right there, folks. 850 to 900 for 40 K. Um, it Show does the not money. need much. Doesn't need much. So hit Paul up. Paul at Steve buys houses fast.com. Will you take rubles? <clears throat> no rubles, but I will take Bitcoin. Bitcoin. I'll take cash money, pirate treasure, gold, gold, diamonds, silver, Maybe not diamonds. Wives. I've heard stories about diamonds. Got enough of those. <laughs> <laughs> so keep your wives. Hit me up, uh, Steve at stevebuyshousesfast.com. Uh, get a hold of Paul, Paul at stevebuyshousesfast.com. And, um, you know, we're going to start streamlining these properties. I'm going to give you two on the podcast. But if you want exclusive access, you need to get on the list at 313cashdeals.com. Jump on there, put in your email. Um, it's a two-step process. You give us your name and email, and then we've got some more specific market-related questions. If you go ahead and take a couple minutes to answer those, we can uh, we can start getting you exactly what you're looking for. Now, only about 40% of you open my emails, my Property Blast emails. It's pretty standard for this. Um, email marketing, you, you don't get 100% opens. 40% is pretty good. Um but that means that 60% of the people that sign up on my list aren't even seeing the deals that we're sending them through Say email. What? Through email. So, I thought they wanted deals. That's what I thought. So sign up with your email, open my emails when you get them, and once you create a pattern in your email, usually of opening, make sure you whitelist my email, you'll make sure to get them. Uh, also pay attention to text messages. Uh, we do send out email blasts, text messages. We post these properties on Facebook. Our goal is to sell these homes as fast as possible. So the fastest way to get uh, to get the list is at 313cashdeals.com. What, why is the list got to be white, Steve? White listed, man. Oh. Why is it got to be white? That's all I got. That's it. White Put joke. Shh. So on. bad. That's right. I gave you just the tip joke earlier. That's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> That's a reliable one. Yeah. Get it? Uh, all right, folks. So what's working and what's not? We're got we're moving on from the deals. Uh email Paul at SteveBuysHousesFast.com. So what's working, what's not? You know what works? Teamwork makes the dream work. Uh if you have kids, I guarantee you probably if they're say mm, four to twelve years old, you just sang the teamwork song in your head. Don't lie, don't make me sing it. I'll do it right now. I'll fucking do it. And then you'll be singing it for two days. 
I Jeremy know? doesn't know it, so he's no. not he's not worried. I'm not worried. I'll spare all. him. I'll spare him. <laughs> so having a team to help do the day to day work uh, in dealing with leads and dealing with sellers and houses and inspections and buyer showings and that kind of stuff is allowing me to really get clear on what I want um, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, um, and to then move strategically in my business and not operationally. Been working operationally in this business for three years with very little opportunity uh, and chance to really look at it strategically. It's probably been a year since last probably April or May since I since I really had a chance to give a good strategic look at the business and make moves that are future planned. These are um, urge uh, not not urgent important tasks that need to get done. Um, that I'm able to focus on now instead of urgent tasks that have to get handled right now that are usually operational details like scheduling and coordinating closings and signing buyer contracts, signing seller contracts, getting, uh, returning seller phone calls. So having a team to, to really help alleviate that burden from me is, has really, really helped. Um, so the future is bright. I realize, and I have really realized over the last few months that, you know, yeah, I might be the best at going out and getting contracts. I might be better than the people I hired to do that. Um, but if I can have three or four people that are even 75% of my capacity or ability to produce, um, that that frees me up to grow the business, to focus on marketing, on systems, and again, thinking and acting strategically. So that's what an employee is, is leverage. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Leverage of human capital. It doesn't have to be as good. Yep. It just has to be profitable. Yeah, and I think that the the way we're going is definitely the right way. Um, it's you know it's a challenge week in and week out. If you look at it day to day or week to week, it's it can be frustrating for sure. Um, having the conversation before we turn the mics on, it, you know, talking about staffing and uh, problems and things that you run into, and uh, you know the fact that. You have to hire and fire people. I know the Mike's actually just did a podcast on this. I'm yeah, firing people. It's a great podcast. I listened to that the other day. That's why I like this podcast too. Is it's like it's not some bullshit wholesale guru, you know? Like, yeah, no, it's like real. And they're like, here's the problems I'm having. Here's what I got to do yep. to fix them. It's yep. all work too. Oh yeah, it's all work. It's, it's all work. It's like I said a million times. It's simple, but it's not easy. You, you have to work your ass off if you want to be a wholesaler. Uh, you know, insert Mike Goldberg voice. So you want to be a wholesaler? Uh, <laughs> You know, that's, it's fucking hard, man. It's really hard, but it's simple. You just have to hustle. You have to be willing to work and you have to be willing to learn. That's a big thing is I don't fucking know everything. I've been doing this for 10 years. I don't know everything. I've been wholesaling for three plus years straight, 60 deals a year for three years in a row. I don't know everything. There's a whole lot of stuff that I don't know. There's a whole lot of things that I can do better as a business owner, as a man, as an investor, all across the board, I can improve. So, um, you know, being able to leverage things like this has really, really helped. Um, I, I'm really liking the direction that we're going and, uh, you know, what we're able to do. It's still not where I want it. It's still not even close. It's not where I think it should be. I feel like I'm really behind in certain aspects too, but this last really few weeks has opened me up, opened my eyes up to a few things that if I can spend the time to focus on areas that are going to grow the business overall and not in the mundane details of driving downtown to Wayne County and recording fuck you Davids and stuff like that. Well, 
a great story is not the best use of my personal time. I think I probably had three or four hours in that. If I could have spent that three hours focused on systems and marketing, what do you think's better for your business, for my business? Right. So hard, right? Yeah. When you're in it. It seems like the end of the world, but you got to be working on it. Yeah. It's super hard because it's important work. It's yeah. really important. But that doesn't mean I have to do it. And I got to really start laying off a lot of those little things that I just do it because I can do it better, faster, quote unquote, easier than telling someone else to do it or, or hiring someone else to do it. So it's tough. Always. It's always tough, man. And it's work. It is work. Did you notice the last RDI meeting, 75% of the people that got up to speak said they were a wholesaler? Yeah. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you know what I think? Bring it on, bitches. Yep. Be gnawing on your bones in three months or less. Yep. That's what I think. I don't think m- most of them aren't going to last. No. Uh, there's a there's a few that I think have really good potential. Look a little soft around the insides. You know? Yeah. There's a few that I think have real, like new a new guy that I think has very good potential and a cool URL. I can't remember his name or his URL right now, but he had a cool URL, I remember. And I saw him at Wendy's meeting too. And then there's a few guys that, uh, you know, they call themselves wholesalers that are, they're more wholesaling to make a little more money to do other deals, but they're super smart. Like Jeff Lippel is a super smart guy. Uh, he's a wholesaler, but he's an investor like that. He's for real. Like that dude's going to do a lot of stuff. I can see it. Um, but he's pretty new, right? He didn't, he started a, a, a year or two ago. A year and a half, I think. Yeah. 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 Not that so, long ago. Yeah. Since the podcast started. Look at hard work. Yeah. Hard work pays yeah. off. Works yeah. his ass. He's quit his day job, right? Yep. So he's, he's doing it. He's a real true living testimonial um, to that. This shit works. So while there's a lot of wannabe wholesalers, there's a lot of people too that, you know, you don't have to be, um, Steve Londo wholesaler. You don't have to be the Mike's wholesaler. You can be a guy that wholesales a deal a month and that could change your life, right? I mean, you could be making 2,500 bucks a month right now in your day job and you could easily double that with one deal a month um, just by doing the stuff that Jeremy and I have taught you guys through our podcasts, through Jeremy's wholesaling quick start through all of this. So, um, yeah, I don't know how to work, right? Yeah, it's just hard work. You just got to do it. It's do the fucking work. It's really not hard. It's just do it. What I don't understand is, you know what I had to do to learn it? I had to like tie myself to you for six months. Yeah. Now somebody could just go click a link and listen to it. Motherfuckers are still too lazy to do that. Yeah. yeah oh, no. I got to listen for six hours. I, I literally had to tie myself to Steve for six months to figure out this business. And it wasn't even to the first end of the first year. I was even halfway decent at yeah. it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's work, just, folks. But if you do it, I didn't have shit. Yep. I, I just rolled shit. up, picked Jeremy up, and he would roll around. It was everywhere. To keep me company, really. And then he started making himself useful, which made me want to pick him up and bring him around even more. He's I do taking try and photos. Yeah. <laughs> he started uh, you know, helping me with things that I didn't I didn't know Detroit. I wouldn't know Detroit nearly as well as we do here if it wasn't for Jeremy. So um you just got to do it, man. Find find someone that's doing what you want to do and and talk to them. Try to try to work for them. Work for them for free. You know, d- be useful. Uh, it'll pay off. Someone, unless they're an asshole, is not going to let you work for free forever. So they're going to recognize the opportunity, the uh, the what the value that you bring, and um, either they're going to offer you a job or a, a, a partnership or something. Uh, something you're gonna if you prove value if you bring value you'll get value right so 
Moving on. Um, story this week. This is just funny to me because I've been a real estate investor for over 10 years. Um, I worked in the pre-foreclosure niche for most of that distressed real estate for all of that. And a couple of weeks ago, I went to the foreclosure auction for the first time. Um, believe that or not, it was, it was kind of cool. It was neat. I'd never been, um, you know, I knew the whole process for the most part, but still being in that, well, of course it was in a little room too, this time at Wayne County, we did it in like a boardroom almost. It was really small. That is weird. So it was, they did that. it was hot. It was kind of crazy. It was super cold outside. So wait, it was wait, all so you weren't up. in the, like where the Detroit city council meets? I don't know where that is. No, it wasn't in the auditorium. Okay. No, it was usually there. In fact, one of the, um, the people that the person I was going there with, um, that's where it was last time she was here. So, um, it was cool. I went down there. Um, quite a few people there in that little room. There was, you know, maybe 20 or 30 people in there. It wasn't crazy, but there was a lot of people. Um, several people that I knew shout out to Todd Chun and, uh, Charles Ryan, Saw you guys there, and I know those guys are there every week doing their thing. Um, there was not a ton of deals that day. Uh, it was definitely something that I'm going to look into more and do more of. There was a couple of bids um, that went right for the for the opening bid, a dollar over. Several that went for a dollar over. There was a couple that went for a hundred over, or a couple hundred over, and there was two really quite big bidding wars back and forth, back and forth. One guy, and I was wondering why at the time, uh, in the moment, why this guy keeps bid. Everyone else was doing like a hundred dollar um, bid increases, increments, and this guy keeps yelling out a thousand. And then the other guy would go hundred, and then he'd go thousand. Like you're spending way more than you need. Why are you doing that? Well, I figured out why because he had a pocket full of thousand dollar cashier's checks, <laughs> and he didn't want to fuck around and go to the bank or do anything stupid. There's some so. practical application here. It's like, all right, that guy's a player though. I need yeah. to get his name and fucking info, but it was pretty cool. Um, it was interesting because I'd never been before. Did he win? He did win. Okay. Yep. So you got me hooked on the story. I had yeah. Know. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. yeah I'm a terrible <laughs> storyteller. He did win. And actually one of them, he was bidding against, uh, and actually it wasn't him. It was guy sitting next to him. He was bidding against Charles Ryan on and or Ryan's buyer. And his, I think his guy won. Yeah. His guy won. Cause they almost went to the backup buyer on that. Cause they had to walk out of the room to get some more money or something. And he came back in and she was literally like three seconds from giving it to the, the guy that was next closest. And his client walked in with a stack of cash like to, for the difference. Ooh, to yeah. the wire. Very close. Drama. It was cool. It was interesting, though. So I don't know if you guys have ever been. Um, the way they kind of handle it, they read off the opening bids. They tell you Wayne County, and it was very, um, very direct and to the point and fast. So one, I'm just going to pull up my notes from it here. But they give the um, they gave the attorney's name. And then they would read all the properties that that attorney's office had um, on their list. So they would start with that. They would give the the city, and then they would give the address, and then they would give the opening bid amount. And so they would go through this for each of the properties. And there's probably, you know, there wasn't a ton, uh, maybe 50 properties. I don't know, a page or two full of Evernote notes. I mean, it wasn't there wasn't a ton. Um, and then they start the opening bid, and several of them went for a dollar over. Um, this one, this house on East outer drive, uh, the opening bid was two grand. It went, for, it started at a dollar over, of course, and it ended up at 9,100. So mm. 
Uh, it went up pretty fast on that one. That was an interesting one. Lots of them, though, that just didn't sell. They went for the opening bid back to the bank, which is pretty typical. Um, but it was interesting. It's something I'm going to definitely look into more in the future. Uh, if I've got my team working the the daily leads, it allows me to go and expand and do things like this. Go to the auction, create a system and a process around attacking pre-foreclosure deals again, and then stepping back out of it again once the system and the process is created and I've handed that process over to somebody else. So we're looking at doing that again. Um, I, I'm this quasi expert in pre foreclosure in this area since I've done it for so long and know a lot about it. I know a lot of the front end ways to approach sellers and things. That stuff's not really going to change. People in debt and in foreclosure have reacted the same for decades. It's not going to change much. Um, there are options now though for those people. So while I'm not getting into short sales again, um, for many reasons, there's an opportunity here where there's still underbids happening and there's still an opportunity here with the proper financial backing that you we can just buy it at the auction wait the six months and take possession at that time there are good enough deals to still do that um it's you just got to do your due diligence and know what you're buying really before you can really get there but uh that's that's kind of my story this week is i attended the foreclosure auction it was pretty cool it was interesting um this was the Wayne County auction, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that really, but I have not been to the Macomb one. I think that one's on Fridays, right? And I have not been to the Oakland one, which I feel like it's on Tuesday. I can't remember. I think it's on Todd Tuesdays. Knows. Mr. Chun down. knows, yeah. yeah. And I'll go to Lapeer because uh, I live there and it's really close. Um, I'll probably go to Lapeer once or twice and see what's what's there too, because there may be some opportunities there. Um, there was a duplex up there. I'm trying to pick up that was underbid that I think I might be able to do. So, so anyway, um, that's the story for this week. I don't call it what you will. Happy, funny, crazy. It's just interesting. Um, but moving on to the, to the last section here, um, wholesale tip of the week. I asked in my Facebook group, wholesaling houses, full-time uncensored. I asked the question, you know, what is keeping you up? as wholesalers, as investors, as, as listeners, then too, I'll ask this to you. What's keeping you up at night? Like what problems, what situations in your business, what's your 2am issue, right? And the answer almost across the board, every person that commented was what, can you guess? Did you see the post? I saw it, but I didn't okay. read it. Uh, can you guess what it was that everybody wanted to, more help with what they're struggling with leads? leads yeah. yeah. Generating leads, getting more leads. Um, it's competitive out there. I, you know, I kind of thought that's, that would be what it was. <clears throat> um, but I thought there'd be a little more variety too. I thought there would be some people that needed, uh, you know, oh, I'm wondering how do you talk to this kind of person or what happens in this kind of situation or what, uh, CRMs or you, you know, that kind of stuff maybe. Um, but getting more leads is true. There's never, you can never not know enough. You can never know enough about how to generate leads. Um, it's the lifeblood of your business, right? If you don't have leads, you don't have dollars. You don't have a business. If you don't have leads to work. So I, I decided to split this up into <clears throat> two parts and you can get much more in depth in these topics. And some of my earlier episode podcasts, some of the first few episodes were on this kind of topic. And if you want, and I get the feedback, um, 
if you want, I can dive in deeper on any of these individual items. If you want to really dive in more and get more <clears throat> details and in depth about the various strategies I'm going to bring up here now, but so I'm going to split it up into two parts. Um, the first part is going to be all offline type stuff, mostly offline stuff. So direct mail referrals, um, and just pure hustle. And then the next week I will get into some more strategies on that and it'll be more digital marketing. So just different SEO websites, you know, what your website can and should do. Um, Google AdWords and pay-per-click Facebook ads, YouTube podcasting blogs, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we will, we'll get into that next week, but for now let's stick to offline analog style marketing. So, the first one, the one that costs no money whatsoever or very little money is just pure hustle, right? So the very first thing, if you're an investor, if you're a wholesaler, if you're a, a real estate investor, tell everybody that you know what you do. Just like if you're a realtor, you got to tell everybody you know that you're an agent and what you do if you need help buying or selling a house. It's the same thing with being an investor. You, and it's not just about finding deals, you find sellers this way. You will find buyers this way. You will find private lenders this way. Tell everybody that you meet what you do, that you're an investor, that you buy houses. Um, even if you don't buy them, fix them up, and resell them as a flipper, tell people that's what you do. That's what people understand. That makes sense. You don't have to tell them that you flip it without touching it as a wholesaler. Um, if you want to get down that road later, you certainly can. <clears throat> it's it's a lot more um, plain. People understand that. Oh, yeah. Oh, flipping. Yeah, I get that. Well, that's why it's, at RDI, I encourage people to have a 30-second commercial. Yep. You know? what Can you tell somebody what you do in a way they can understand it in 30 seconds or less? That's really, uh, that's really what it comes down to, right? And wholesaling can be a difficult thing to explain sometimes, too. Yeah. I have multiple ways of explaining it just because yeah. depending on where your education level is at and how mm-hmm. – how familiar you are with the industry, I'm going to pitch it several different ways. How would you explain wholesaling to someone, just blue collar, regular, regular Joe, Joe, the plumber? <sighs> Look, this is what I do. I buy and flip houses all day long. I work with investors from all over the world and we're going to pay you all cash for your house. Yep. That's, that's, that's what I'm going to tell them. That's right? good. Did you hear the word wholesaling at that? I didn't. No, because they don't yeah. know what wholesaling is. They don't. And they that's don't what, know our cool lingo. Yeah. People get that. Do you tell them you're a wholesaler? Not no. Usually. Does Walmart tell you they're a wholesaler? No. no. They're fucking Walmart. You want some toothpaste, you go to Walmart and buy toothpaste. You want distressed real estate, you go to a wholesaler, you come to me and you buy real estate. Uh, people don't know what that is. Um, you tell them that you're a real estate investor, you buy houses cheap for cash, Fix them up, make a profit. That's how I make my living. I'm a full-time real estate investor. And people get that. Oh, wow, you do that full-time? Yep. 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 It's pretty cool. It's awesome, you got to say full-time, it? and I like to throw in professional, too. Yeah, I use that, It implies. Too. Yep. But I like the full-time, too. Yep. Full-time. I like professional real estate investor. Well, it sets you apart too. from you know the 75% who got up and like, I'm a wholesaler, and I got a full-time job, and yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. But obviously, if you do it full-time, People should know that, right? Well, and there's a certain level of competency and success that you would sort of, um, it's sort of assumed there. If I do this full time, I'm, I'm making a living off of it, right? Paying my bills off of it mostly. 
So mostly. You, <laughs> so you 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 know you may not be balling, but I can pay. You know I can raise my kid. My wife doesn't have to work. You know we can we can get by, right? So hey, I got a car. I caught up my property tax. I've been making payments to lenders. I owe money on yep. gas money. I had to upgrade all my clothes, all my equipment, everything because I've been so long. Yep. Hey, man, it works. Yep. It was a lot of work. All that from hustling houses. Yep. From wholesaling. From August 2014. But I wanted it too. I wanted it. Yep. So. And you have to want it. You got to want it. And you got to want it to do some of these next strategies that I'm going to tell you about in the hustle category. So besides telling everyone you know, every one of you motherfuckers listening right now has a phone, right? You're probably listening to this on your phone. So don't lie. Don't pretend you don't have a phone. I don't have an iPhone. I I have a track phone. A track phone fucking works too. It does. Cold call Zillow and Craigslist ads. It works. Sale by owner. Dude, it works. It fucking works. Is it fun? No. Is it a long process? Yes. Is it going to take a lot? Work, right? Not fun. (laughs) That's why it's called work. Yeah, not fun. Fuck yeah, it's work. You work so that you can have fun. I made 12 grand on four sell by owners last year. See? I didn't even work that hard. And one of them was somebody giving me shit that you can't make money off of calling for sell by owner. Yeah. And I literally spent an hour calling for sell by owner until I got an appointment. To prove a point. And, yep. d- you know, it does work. It does 100% works. And if you are in the financially challenged category, oh, I can't spend five grand on postcards or I can't spend. Neither can I. I couldn't when I first started. It was 200 bucks on postcards. And then it was calling anybody and everybody I could that had a house for sale. Another one, um, this is a cheap lead generation. Uh, the quality is hit and miss, and I haven't used it in a few years. But it was like a flat fee, 60 bucks or something, 100 bucks a month, whatever. It goes by county. It's called Buyer. So Buyer, what they do is they go out and do a bunch of SEO and generate seller leads, right? Realtors use this. Investors use it. It's almost like cold calling Zillow and Craigslist, but these are a little bit more pre-qualified sellers. I've got deals from this. I've closed over 20 grand worth of profit from that list. It more than paid for itself. Um, but I moved on to more uh, better return uh, on my investment systems or, or processes or whatever you want to say. So, uh, But it works. It Cold calling Zillow and Craigslist ads. If you have no money, if you have a little bit of money, Z buyer is great. You can use it. You get new leads every day or two, depending on the county that you're in, but you have access to all the old leads too. And that could be leads from within the last week or within the last year. And there's nothing saying you can't call every single one of those old leads in your city that you're looking for. So let's say you want Hazel Park. So you, you sub- subscribe to Oakland. Call every single Hazel Park lead that shows up in Z Buyer. You're probably going to get a lot of them that sold their house. You're probably going to get a lot of them that it's not a deal. But what if, what if one of those people was like, well, yeah, you know what? I, I had it up for sale. Couldn't sell it. Uh, I kind of just gave up and was going to live here for a while. But yeah, if you want to come take a look at it. And then what if you went out to their house and you looked at it and you're like, man, it's a pretty nice house. It needs this. It needs that. And you made him an offer. And what if they said, well, yeah, that works. I can do that. 
And then what if you found someone like Carson McGuire or another Hazel Park baller to buy this house Ooh, for money. like five grand more than you're at, than you got it under contract for? That five grand, it cost you what? A few hours, some some discomfort on the phone. Don't tell me it can't be done. Don't tell me it can't be done. Very little or no money. And Guess what? Two now you really have good money strategies. for a postcard campaign too, right? Now you got some money for postcards. Exactly. You know, it's not going to work it? though. People who blow all that cash on steak dinners and car yep. payments and they got to go out and do the same thing all over again. Yep. yep. You got to reinvest in your business, man. For sure. hundred percent. And you don't have to invest a hundred percent of your profit in your business. Treat yourself, have fun, enjoy it. Make sure that you, um, appreciate where it's coming from and recognize that you did this that you actually did this you set your goal to go out and flip a house and then you fucking did it that deserves some praise right there but don't be stupid right you don't take your paycheck from your nine to five and go blow it at the strip club well i'm sure some of you do (laughs) but you shouldn't right not not in the last two decades yeah you don't go down to motor city casino and put it all on black right Unless you're Wesley Snipes, it's not a good idea. Um, so don't be stupid. Invest some of your some of your profits back into your business. Now that you have a couple bucks, or even if you've already had a couple bucks and you can do this right out of the gate, you can always just do handwritten bandit signs too. I don't have thousands of dollars for postcards. I can't even afford 500 bucks. Can you afford to go and buy some cardboard boxes Go to your garage and take out some old cardboard boxes. Come on. You can't find five cardboard boxes to break down to make 25 signs. You got a magic marker and a cardboard box. We buy houses. Phone number. You will get phone calls. You will get leads. Are they going to be the best leads? No. Are they going to be motivated? You're fucking damn right. They're calling a cardboard handwritten sign. What do you think? They're not just calling you to see what you're doing for dinner tomorrow night. They want to sell their house. So go out and look at it. You know, maybe, maybe all those other signs that people put out, maybe they don't even answer the phone when they call. Maybe they don't get that message and return the phone call. Right. So set yourself apart. How about you return the phone call or, or better yet, put your cell phone number on those bandit signs or a cell phone number, you know, get a, get a burner phone or something and answer the phone when it rings. Is it Crazy. that is it that hard? Yeah. It's not that hard. Um and I know what you're thinking, oh, these are old. This is this doesn't work. Bullshit. I fucking dare you to commit to any one of these strategies. Commit to it for 30 days. I fucking guarantee you you'll get a deal. Guaranteed. One of these. Just pick one and then do it consistently every day for a month. I fucking dare you to do that and show me zero contracts. Zero leads, zero phone calls. I'll call bullshit and I'll tell you right to your face. I'm just going to type in the comments while <laughs> I lay on my mom's couch in her basement, Steve. Yeah. This doesn't work. It's not going to work. It's not, not going to work. work. <laughs> Ooh, look, another season. Yeah. So so I've gone over some referral sources. I've gone over some hustle sources, cold calling, Z-buyer, handwritten bandit signs. If you have a little bit of cash, 500 bucks, you can get a couple hundred bandit signs printed shipped with some stakes from dirt cheap signs.com uh there's probably other sources too there's probably places locally you could go 
but even just 500 bucks, you can get some signs. You can get two of them printed on one 18 by 24 chloroplast sign. You can take that and cut them in half, and you can hang those on every telephone pole you see in the city that you want to buy houses in. Now, don't take these $500 worth of signs and spread them all over Metro Detroit. I don't think that's an effective strategy. I think what you need to do is go, where do I want to buy the most houses? And this isn't necessarily going to work in Bloomfield Hills or Birmingham. The signs are probably going to be gone before you turn the corner. But go to neighborhoods that you can buy distressed properties in, undervalued homes in, emerging markets, other areas. Hazel Park is a good one. There's a lot of low-end homes there that need a lot of work, but there's a lot of high-end values there coming in. It's 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 turning. The market's turning there. Ferndale, there's similar things going on there. It's a lot of it's overpriced now maybe. Berkeley, same thing. A lot of activity going on. But what about a little bit further south of that? What about a little bit further to the west of that? Like, Find an area that you can focus in and then become an expert in that area. And then do your bandit signs to that area. Um, you could go to every major intersection in six different cities in the area and put out a couple signs. You probably get some calls, but I think that the better strategy when you're first starting out is be a big fish in a small pond, do the research on your area, pick someplace like Hazel park or Oak park or Redford, someplace where, you know, people are buying and selling houses where there's a good active market there that you can easily get to and from to take pictures and to inspect the properties and then blanket that area with with your message. And that can start with bandit signs. Let's say you have a little bit more money and you want to start doing some direct mail. Well, there's a whole lot of ways, um, to, a whole lot of different things with direct mail. You can do yellow letters. You can do postcards. Um, you can do every door direct mail. You can do door knocking. Even that's not really direct mail, but... Um, not so much going to get into the letters versus postcards thing. If you want more in depth on that, go listen to one of the previous episodes. I think it was episode two or three, um, where I really break those two down and tell you why I use what I use and which one works better and what the differences between the two of them are today though. I'm going to talk about different lists and, and different, um, markets that you can target with your direct mail. So, of course, you know me, I do absentee owners. That's my go-to. I've uh, been doing absentee owners for three years plus. Works. Way more. It works. I'm looking at my campaigns the other day since just the last two years. My website is number one. Absentee owners is number two. And they're, they're not, nothing else is close. Not even close. So um, absentee owners works great. I get a lot of deals that way. Um, the key to that is consistently mailing it. So the same thing with being a big fish in a small pond, you can do the same tactic with postcards. You can mail, you can mail people every week, you can mail them the same people every week for six weeks in a row. Don't tell me you won't get deals doing that. May you spend a little more money than you, than you might want to. Sure. But you, your list is going to get six postcards from you in a time they might get two from me if they're lucky. They might get one. Um, brand recognition, and it doesn't mean like snazzy logo or expensive logo or anything like that. Brand recognition is your message, your brand uh, being presented to people, right? And so 
having that recognition, people seeing your message, your name over and over and over and over and over again, weeks at a time, do every other week, even one, one postcard every other week for a month and a half. And, you know, there's six postcards there that are, or, you know, three to six postcards there in a time frame again, that I, I, and most other investors are going to send one and maybe two. So that's a good way to separate yourself. And it's a good way to be an expert in your market. So you really want to be that big fish in the small pond. I really um, enjoy talking to people that, that are those experts. So many people that are in this business started out that way, where they became the guy in that city or in that part of town. can probably name five of them right now. Jesse Boyd, Redford, Carson, Hazel Park. Mike and Jesse Oak Park too, because Mike bought, Mike loved Oak Park. Um, Josh Sterling downriver, pretty much anywhere downriver in the s- several cities that were that he bought in, he was the guy there. He became an expert in that market. He still is an expert in that market. Um, so find the place that works for you. It could be uh, Hazel Park because you work in in Ferndale and you drive through Hazel Park every day. It could be Westland because you grew up there and you're familiar with that area or you work in, in Canton and you live in Dearborn. So you drive through Westland and Livonia every day or, or whatever. Pick something that is not way out of your way. <clears throat> Don't pick Trenton. If you live in Lapeer, right? Uh, make it something that makes sense for you um, that you're going to be going through there. There's a reason that you're going to be there. That's close to where you are. Keep it something that you will, that you're invested in. There's got to be a reason that you want to be an expert there and not just that there's a good market there. You know, you have to, um, if you're going to pick one market to start in, you, you really should make it easy on yourself and it be your city that you live or work in or somewhere in route back and forth between the two. Well, real estate's a people problem business most of the time. And even if it's a real estate problem it was created by a person mm-hmm. so wherever there are people you're going to find distress now where you're screwed is if you live out in the middle of buttfuck egypt there's 200 people in your county yeah your opportunities are going to be limited but otherwise all you really need is 10 20 000 people and trust me you're gonna you're gonna have some problems that need to be solved yep and you're gonna come in handy to solve these problems for sure yeah. and also in some of these towns um th- they have their own you know, city newspaper or penny saver, like from where I'm at up in the Lapeer area, there's what it's called the good news newsletter. The best deal I've ever done in real estate that has made me the most profit on a single deal many times over was off of a $130 ad in a penny saver. I probably made 50 or $60,000 or more. And when I add in the interest and the land contract payments and all that off of that deal, and I got that deal from a $130 penny saver ad. So you don't have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on marketing to get leads. You have to do what others are either not willing to do, uh, don't think of, or just flat out don't do. Maybe they don't see the value in a penny saver ad. You know, um, I didn't for a long time, but real estate is also cyclical. It moves in cycles and so does marketing. You know, what worked 20 years ago might not work today, 
but there are some things that do come come and go around like that. You know, nobody reads the Detroit News classified ads anymore, but some people actually do. So old people, uh, old people with lots of equity and houses that they want to sell, but they don't know what to do because they don't go on the internet. So don't tell me it can't work. Is it expensive? Mm, You know, I don't even, I don't even know. Um, Is it the most effective use of your marketing dollars? Probably not. But if you're limited, pick one and just smash it, be an expert at it. Um, that's what I did with absentee owners and it's built this business to what it is. Um, I I'm adding in other sources of course, but that's been it. Other people in this market, Oh, absentee owners doesn't work. I don't get anything from absentee owners. Cool. I do. I'm going to keep fucking doing it. Right. Uh, probate. There's lots of people that smash probate. They're crushing it with probate here in this market nationally. I don't have good luck with it. I haven't had good, a good system for it. So I don't do it. Um, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to create a better system. I'm going to talk to some of the guys that will share and tell me what works for them. Um, Outside of calling, which is what I think the best practice is, calling probates, um, I'm not doing it. So, But that's another strategy. There's absentee owners. There's probates. If you don't know what probate is, there's awesome programs out there that are cheap that will tell you a whole lot about it. Basically, probate is the process in which uh, title passes when someone passes away. Um, if they die and they have no um, dependent on the deed with them or like a, a joint tenant with them on the deed with them, it will go into their probate estate. And it's a it's a legal court process that has to be done. So there's a public record. There's public notification. So that's how us as real estate investors can find out about these upcoming cases. And then we are looking to purchase those homes quickly, right? A lot of times in probate cases, the they just want the house gone. They, it was unexpected. They weren't planning on inheriting this house. Uh, they weren't planning. They don't live here. They, they're not in the business of buying and fixing up real estate. Most of the time, these probate homes need a lot of work. They're deferred maintenance issues, cosmetic things, kitchens from the 70s, things like that. Um, awesome, awesome opportunities though. But again, if you're going to do it, do it, do it right. Create a system around it, create a process around it, find or buy someone else's system or process and then execute it that way. But so some of the other lists that are great that I've worked, like of course, absentees, probate, vacant, vacant houses. Now you get a lot of overlap with the absentee owners, but uh, you also get people that just moved out. And had Two to postcards out. is not bad either. No. They know you're serious. Yep. Yep. So, and you can also scrub those lists and, and you know, make a, a list that removes one from the other. Um, but what does it matter? Really, it's 42 cents. You know, 42 cents shouldn't break you. You're going to get return postcards anyways. It happens. Um, so vacant houses is a great list. We've made a lot of, lot of deals off of vacant houses. Last January, Jeremy and I got a sweet Birmingham condo that we made twenty nine grand on. Yeah, it came off of a vacant postcard list. Dude, he took the first offer too. I was like, fuck. Yep, it was low. It was low. I could have got a better deal. Man, oh well. And we sold it super quick, which I like. Super quick. I like quick. Yeah, do you like? It was great. I love quick. 
another list that goes along with the probate is uh, inherited inherited list. There's a, you can get a, li- a list from U.S. Leads list, which is uh, the, the most common one that everybody knows about. I haven't bought this list yet, so I don't have any personal experience with it. Um, but the data should be good. Um, it's a very expensive list. However, usually the harder the list is to get, the better it is. Um, so inherited is a great one. If you buy that list, commit to mailing to it. Mail postcards, mail letters, track down their phone numbers and call them. Commit to it and go all in with your decision to to be an investor. Like, go. Don't just mail once and go, oh, that sucks. I didn't get any calls. Oh, man, I mailed out a 1,000 letters and only got three phone calls. How many people have told me that story? Great. Fucking do it again. Yeah. And then do it again. And then do it again. And then fucking do it again. And then... Do it again, and by then, you would have already stopped complaining about it, and you'll just keep doing it again and again and again and again. So Inherited is another good one. Um, This is a list that I used to hit all the time when I was looking for free and clear deals to do seller finance, free and clear cash machine, ultimate strategy type deals. Um, Is high equity, right? Doesn't matter if they live there or not. Doesn't matter what, you know, do they have, is it free and clear or... Is it high equity? Is there a lot of equity? I can make them an offer that they could take and close. And the bonus to the high equity list, in my opinion, one of them is um, you can do seller financing on those deals a whole lot better. I'm getting into a lot more seller financing again due to the craziness the market has become. Some opportunities, some deals that come across, you might have a seller who will take 100000 but your Mayo, your the most you can pay Mayo again. If you don't know, maximum allowable offer is eighty. Well, shit, I can't pay a hundred cash, but it's worth one fifty. Well, I, I'm not confident in buying it for a hundred and listing it to, to make sure I get my one sixty. Let's say maybe it needs twenty in work or something. But can you buy that house for a hundred with seller financing? Can you buy it for one ten? with seller financing with 10 or 20 down and you put 20 into it. Now you've got 40 grand into the house. Um, instead of a hundred, your, your cash out of pocket or your leveraged cash is way lower. Uh, your, your investors protected because they're in first position. They're not in second position behind the seller. They're in first position for that 40 grand loan or 20 grand loan, whatever. And then you can fix the house up. You can buy it. You can cash flow it. You can sell it with terms. You can sell it to a cash buyer. There's so much you can do, and there's so many flexible, so much flexibility um, on on the way you can structure those deals that have high equity. Of course, you can offer all cash and close close in two weeks, right? Um, but what might set you apart from the other guy is maybe that ten thousand dollars more in their head is just more important. Maybe they value the sold price of one hundred and ten thousand more than they do 80,000 cash today. Maybe they would rather wait three or five years to get all of that money, but because that number is 110, they're happier to take your offer versus that cash offer of 80. So just be aware of that and be open to it. Um, always looking for good seller, seller finance opportunities. So, and I definitely have people who will buy that as a wholesale deal as well. 
So if you're out there and you have a good one, you know, let me know that we can brainstorm. I can help you structure some offers on those. So again, to recap the direct mail uh, options, and there's so much more. This is just a handful. There's probate, there's absentee owners, there's vacant houses. Uh, and you can buy every one of these lists individually. Um, you can buy them collectively. You can, you can, you can find sources to pull these yourself. Uh, there's, I'll get to those in a minute, but probate, absentee owners, vacant houses, inherited leads, inherited homes, high equity, um, evictions. There's some cities where you can get the eviction list, mail postcards or letters to the landlord who's evicting their tenants. Think about it. If you're a landlord, what better time would you be interested in selling your house than in the middle of the eviction process, right? So that's an excellent resource, an excellent list. Some of them you can pull online. Many in, many of them in our state you can't. Um, if you have an insight on getting any of those lists, on, on that list I should say, let me know. Um, it's one I've been been working on too. So um, a few sources to get your lists. Of course, there's list source. There's listability, which I really like listability, listabilityonline.com, U.S. leads list for inherited lists, uh, Rebo Gateway is an online resource that you can pull some absentee lists, some um, <clears throat> different lists like that. It's, it's not a great resource for the Metro Detroit area as they don't have the tax um, tax foreclosure or tax delinquent list. Um, tax delinquent is another great list that you can get. Right now, it's probably too late for this year because the end of March, those homes that are super delinquent are done for. Um, so right now is probably not the best time to mail those. The best time is probably the last 90 days from December through really through now through the end of February is probably the best time to mail that list, that tax delinquent list here in the state of Michigan, that is. So... Um, Anyway, that's really all I've got today for for the tip of the week. That was a pretty long tip this week. Um, I don't think they mind. I don't think they mind either. I've been thinking a lot lately about the direction of the podcast and what's been going on, and I've been honestly really disappointed in the value that I've been providing. Um, it's one of the reasons I asked what people want to hear, what they want help with. Um, you know, it's one thing to talk about deals and to tell some funny stories when I when something comes up or I have interesting things that are happening in my business. But really, I want to help you guys. I want you to be able to do this and and quit your day job and be able to work for yourselves and build your own business and build your future. So if I can help, these are the types of things that I want to be able to help with. So if you have specific things that you need help with outside of getting leads, definitely let me know. Hit me up, Steve, at stevebuyshousesfast.com. Comment on one of the Facebook posts. Join my group, Facebook Facebook group, Wholesaling Houses Full-Time Uncensored. And just a quick story behind that. So I started this group as a joke because a couple, I guess it was almost two years ago now, a year and a half ago, there was a, there's a Wholesaling Houses Full-Time group on Facebook that's huge. There's like several of them with that name, but one of them's really, really big. And it's just drama central. I'm actually glad I'm not in that group anymore. It's just drama nonstop. I only made it a couple of days. Yeah. And so I was there and there was this post and it was all about some kind of fight at a Starbucks and whatever over some guy was meeting another guy and they're talking about real estate and deals. And another guy was there and happened to be a real estate investor too. And asked one of the guys 
uh, basically as, as to, to be his private lender, essentially to cut the long, make a long story short, it turned out he was, he basically asked the dude for money and the guy that was meeting with him was asking the guy for money and didn't like that. He was kind of like infringing on his lender type shit. So a, a fist fight started basically in Starbucks. Um, the whole thing was hilarious to me, the, the story, the post, and then the fact that it got censored, like they deleted the post. It wasn't the, the starter of the post that deleted it. The admin in the group deleted it. And we never, I never figured out why. So as a joke, I went and created wholesaling houses full time uncensored. And I went and posted a link to that group in the big group and said, post all the Starbucks stories you want here. (laughs) And like 30 seconds later, I go back to refresh and I've been banned from wholesaling houses full time. So I started my own group and double fingers, double birds to uh, wholesaling houses full time. The main group. I don't need you. We're, we're at like almost 2000 members. Now I think we're at like 1600 or something members now, which is kind of crazy to me, but hop in that group. You know, there's a post in there, start a new post. Tell me what you need help with, what you're looking for. Um, what kinds of tips you like to hear, what kind of stuff inspires you. Let me know so that I can give you what you guys are looking for and what you're asking for. Um, Lastly, before I go and let Jeremy do the outro here, if you want to start building your team, um, I highly suggest that you start with a VA, with an assistant. And one of the best ways to do that is with a a property mob trained virtual assistant. They're fully trained in our business. They know how to do most of the tasks that you'll need them to do right away on day one. I have two of them. Um, It's amazing. They're awesome. And it was one of the best things I ever did. And it really opened me up to focus on a lot of other things. So if you don't like sorting through your mailing list and scheduling your postcards and doing all that grunt work on the backside, hire one of these VAs. It's super cheap. It's really, really affordable. I mean, it's only like six bucks an hour and the setup fee is super, super low. Um, but get more details at propertymob.com slash flip this. I think Tracy even had some special deals going on for my listeners. I don't know if those are still good or not, but hey, go check it out. Propertymob.com slash flip this. Get yourself a mob trained VA. Um, it, it was one of the best things that I've done for my business. If you want to get out of the business of doing everything, that's probably the best place to start is to get a VA. They can do your cor- closing coordination. They can do your your lead management, your marketing management. They can do a whole lot for you for a fraction of the cost you can get someone to pay to pay someone here to do it and certainly a fraction of what your time is worth. So check it out, propertymob.com slash flip this. All right, folks, if you haven't already, and as much as we enjoy selling the deals on the podcast, never miss a deal. Go to 313cashdeals.com, enter in your information, and then check your email. Uh, these podcasts are recorded two at a time in advance, so there is a time delay. So as fun as it is, never miss out. Also, if you're interested in selling a house, go to stevebuyshousesfast.com. And if you're interested in all things Steve, go to clickso, C-L-Y-X-O.com forward slash S Londo. And this will be in the show notes. And you can catch all things Steve if you just can't get enough. Also, it takes a lot of time out of Steve's day to do this. So if you haven't already... Go rate and review. Use hashtag Savage Steve. We need to bring him back. He's far right. too calm this week. That's right. Um, let us know, right? Let us know. Rate and review. Let us know and share the podcast. And and if we don't see you share it, we are thankful. We try and thank as many people as possible, too. Also, we realize your time is incredibly valuable. We really appreciate the attention. And until the next podcast, see you. <laughs>